Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, as we work our way through the Beatitudes that Jesus taught in His Sermon on the Mount, we're going to break from our recent pattern and deal with three entire verses instead of the one-at-a-time method we've employed for the last seven weeks. We'll take a close look at Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. Part of the reason we're doing that is that these verses are related in that they address the cost of being a disciple of Jesus. Yes, there are tremendous blessings of being in Christ when we put our faith in Him and turn away from lives enslaved to sin to new lives of obedience to God. But when you set yourself apart from the world's pursuits and the world sees that, they don't like it. In fact, they hate it. So as Jesus proclaimed the blessings of turning from the world's ways and belonging to and following him, he was straightforward about the costs. But even the price to be paid comes with its own additional blessings. What you will know for certain as you join us each day this week is this. Though the cost is very high, the blessings are more than worth the price. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Price of Faithfulness. He said, blessed are the meek. That's that character quality wrought by the Spirit of God working in the heart of a redeemed believer to, to, to stand on truth and, and have the power under control, if you will, is the way many describe meekness. He says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's the changed appetite developed by God in His children so that you, you want the things that honor Him. He said, blessed are the merciful because those who receive the mercy and forgiveness of God are so changed by it that they become instruments of mercy and forgiveness. He says, blessed are the pure in heart. That's the evidence that God is at work transforming a life from the inside out in, in opposition to the ways that the, that the Pharisees, who are going to be the antagonists in this sermon in a, in a few verses after we finish today, um, they were trying to reform people from the outside in by making up enough rules that you would, you would do enough behavior modification that God would like these people a whole lot. And they considered themselves to be righteous in themselves, exactly the opposite of what Jesus said. Then he said, blessed are the peacemakers. That's the description of redeemed people who become instruments of truth and righteousness because they are now at peace with God. Like Romans 5 says that we saw last time, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, as I've said at every opportunity... These beatitudes, that's just the Latin word for blessings, and he uses the word blessing in, in every one of these verses. All of these blessings or beatitudes are both the description of a Christian because they describe the fundamental changes that come with salvation, and they are also the goals of the Christian life because they describe the way that God intends for us to demonstrate our changed lives by the way 
we live in the world. I mean, holiness, is that a gift of God in salvation? Yes. But is it the pursuit of everyone? Of course, be holy for I am holy. It's both what God does and it is our pursuit. Now, the Beatitudes close with the one we're going to see today, which is the price tag for living out the life of a Christian. When you live as a Christian, some people won't like it. Persecution is part of the Christian life to to one extent or another, depending on your circumstances. Jesus uh, Jesus promises to bless those who endure persecution for His sake. Now, some see the three verses before us as two Beatitudes, because the word blessed (coughs) occurs twice. Others, and I'm in this camp, uh, see it as one Beatitude. It's stated first as a general principle, and then it's applied and elaborated upon in a very uh, specific specific application. So we'll we'll call it one Beatitude. We'll call it the, the, the price of faithfulness. Blessed are those who are persecuted. But here's where we're going to go in three verses. I know this is three times as fast as I've gotten you used to now. Um, Persecution in principle in verse 10. Persecution in person, verse 11. And then persecution and praise in verse 12. Let's dive in at Matthew 5, 10. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, if the promise part of that sounds kind of familiar, it's because this promise is exactly the same as the promise of the first one. Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And remember, I told you, all of these are emphatic in their pronouns. Theirs and theirs alone is the kingdom of heaven. Nobody else gets into the kingdom of heaven except somebody who comes completely at the mercy of God. Well, Theirs and theirs alone is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness. Uh, This is talking about true believers. Now, at this point, it's looking backward before Christ. But the point is, no one gets into the kingdom of heaven except those who are um, described by these beatitudes. And all of the good things that are described here are the gracious work of God. These Beatitudes describe the kind of people who are new creations in Christ. Now, notice he says, have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. He's obviously looking backward. It's actually a a, a perfect tense. Looking back to previous generations of faithful servants of God up until Jesus' time, and surely with all of the emphasis in the Gospels on John the Baptist. A lot of people understood him to be that. He sort of was beheaded for his faith. I think I would call that persecution. He said, blessed are those who have been persecuted. And a Greek perfect tense says it's, it's finished action in the past time, but it, the results are still in effect. So persecution has gone on for righteous people for a long time, forever, but It goes on today, and in the next verse, he's going to bring it into the present tense for you. Now, what does he mean by persecution? You know, we we can 
easily think we're being persecuted when things don't go well. Uh, I, I remember this indignation I felt when, uh, remember a few years back, I, I hurt my leg real bad. I was preaching from a wheelchair for a while, and, and, and I got to have one of those temporary uh, handicap placards so I could park in the handicap spaces. You would have, you, if you'd not been there, you have no idea how indignant it makes you feel to pull up to a parking lot and there are no handicap spaces. What are you supposed to do? Especially when there's a nine-foot-tall giant pickup truck that you know no handicapped person could ever get in and out of without a, a pole vaulting or a, or a crane of some kind, and there's no placard, and they're taking up your space. That's persecution. That, that, that's not persecution. That's disgusting, that's inconvenient, and it's frustrating. Doesn't qualify. Persecution, it, it's an interesting word. The root word actually means to pursue. And in that way, the word can be used in a very positive way, like pursue righteousness, one of the ways that it is used in in the New Testament. But when it's used in a place like this, rightly translated persecute, it means pursuit in a hostile manner, harassment, molestation, injury, or driving someone away. There was a guy in my second year Greek class who had, had played a little bit of linebacker in the NFL. He always translated this word pursuit. And it was his favorite word, pursuing someone in a hostile manner, harassment, molestation, injury. Uh, he understood what it means to persecute somebody. Uh, thankfully, I've never been a running back. I don't um, like linebackers coming after me like that. You understand what we're saying? pursuit in a hostile way. Now, in this beatitude, Jesus is striking at one of the tenets of the Pharisees' teaching of His day. The rabbis generally taught that uh, suffering and persecution is a sign of God's displeasure, and it is evidence of the wickedness of the one who is suffering. Remember John chapter 9, the man who was born blind? Jesus heals him, one of my favorite chapters in, in all of the Gospels. And remember, his disciples asked him the question, who sinned that this man was born blind? That was the only possibility they had ever been taught. He was born blind, that's because somebody sinned. Was it him or was it his parents, and they actually had a a corner of their theology in which a a child could be punished for the sins of the parents, which is completely anti-Scripture. But Jesus is saying, no, this man was born blind for the glory of God. So Jesus is talking about something that is very different than what what the Pharisees taught. And as I said When we finish today, we're going to be just a few verses away from Jesus taking a point-blank shot at the Pharisees and their false system of self-righteousness. Jesus has a completely different perspective. He pronounces God's blessing on those who are persecuted. But there is one important qualification. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness. Now, don't slip by that phrase and go away thinking that God is duty-bound 
to give you some kind of goodies every time you are persecuted. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.